Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing? I think we finally got rid of the last of the leftovers. Oh, wow. You strung that out. Yes. Good, well, good, good work. If you store it in an airtight <laughs> container <laughs> yeah. and you're careful, you yes. can get a lot of mileage out of that turkey and ham. Yes, yes. A lot of um, sandwiches on potato rolls were had by me, for sure. <laughs> as, you put a little, well. or you take bread, you put a little margarine, a little salt, put the turkey and oh, some yeah. mayonnaise on there, there's, which is the mayonnaise with lime. There is some good, some good, good stuff going on there yes. for for sure. And it was nice to have our first uh, full week back. I definitely felt like this is kind of that um, sprint until the finish with mm-hmm. holiday parties starting uh, next week and well, everything. So There was a, uh, I believe I saw a video, something about a giant elf or Santa was seen running around your office out there. <laughs> off. <laughs> yes, you you are correct. We have, um, there seems to be a Kenmore team elf on the shelf and, uh, and, uh, but maybe life-sized. I, I don't know, but if you go to TikTok or it's our Instagram feed, um, we, we are having some fun. Um, our social media department is having some fun with, with the hall holiday theme. So yeah, I, just look up Kenmore team on Facebook and you'll see the video. I am glad that you that you got to that you got to see that. More, potentially more to come. A little yes. teaser there. So well, we are we always like to before we jump into the real estate topic for this time of year, we always and this is one of my favorite shows of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity house. And this one, um, I'm not sure if we've ever had one before in Pennsylvania, but um, I, this story coming out of the Kansas City Star, that there is a home for sale um, in Transfer, Pennsylvania for mm-hmm. $3 million, but it is kind of like a They've they've called it the James Bond villain unique. Oh, um, so it's a thirteen thousand square foot residence. But here's what's interesting about it: it is it has a swimming pool, an indoor swimming pool on the lower level mm-hmm. that is directly below the living room. So they made um, a panel in the living room under the coffee table that was glass. Yeah. So like when you're sitting in the living room watching TV or talking to somebody, you can see through the floor and see people swimming down, down below you. Wow. Um, and so, yes, very James Bond-esque. Um, it is, it's on 90 acres, overlooks a lake, mm-hmm. has 10 bedrooms, 13 bathrooms. Wow. Um, that indoor pool that we talked about, a um, home gym, a huge indoor um, theater. So it's interesting, when I, when I look at that, McKay... It does seem like a lot, right? Like we've had a lot of these houses, right? Yeah. And it's three million bucks, but it's thirteen thousand square foot of all that stuff in there. When you break that down, I'm not saying it's cheap, um, but it's two thirty a square foot, 
which there's plenty of homes in Tri-Cities that sell for more than $230 a square foot. Now, granted, they're not 13,000 square, square feet. feet. It yeah. adds up. Um, but you can kind of see like, um, and sometimes there's a, what you call like a point of diminishing return, mm-hmm. meaning that you can use price per square foot to evaluate the value of a home. But when it gets maybe over a certain level size. or a certain size, um, that doesn't really hold up. It's not a linear equation. Like it's not one for one in those situations. And I yeah. really think like this would be one of those cases. Cause if you told somebody like, Hey, I'm going to build a house and I want a wine closet and I want a, a you know, an indoor swimming pool, and a home theater. And you're like $230 a square foot, you know, never going to happen. You're dreaming. Yeah. Um, so it, it's really, really interesting to see. And I, and I will say, I've seen a lot of things over the water and bungalows. I have never seen a glass floor in a living room looking at the pool down below. Wow. So there you have it. That's our crazy celebrity real estate story of the week. Locally, um, just letting everyone know that we're holding pretty steady on inventory. We're still Mm -hmm. coming in. I just checked it yesterday. We're in that 730 range as far as active inventory. So there are some deals and some buy there are some homes out there for buyers to look at um and rates have come back down a little bit over the last couple weeks and so we're definitely we've seen a lot more activity in the market even though it was the holidays even though um you know it was a little cold we saw some of that white stuff last week a dusting here and there Mm -hmm. but the market is still very active in fact i would say it's more active than it was um two months ago when we had the huge hike up to eight percent so if you are interested in what that data looks like, go ahead and give give me a ring. So today's show, um, a little different. There is a real estate spin on it, but every year I do think it's very important for business owners, for individuals, um, for people out there in their careers. We go through a massive, um, in November, we go through business strategic planning and and goal setting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was definitely raised by, you know, business coaches that showed me the importance of that. A lot of people, you know, I'm surprised when I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people don't go through that um, and know what that process looks like. And so I always take one show a year and, and we can really apply this to if you're setting a goal to buy a house next year or setting a goal to sell a house is the real estate spend that I put on it. But I do believe it's very, very important. And one of the reasons why it's always been a core center of our business planning um, and what we do. And so it goes, it goes back a long way. And in fact, um, there was a Harvard MBA study years ago um, that really kind of put goal setting into perspective and, and showed some differences. And so what it did is uh, Harvard asked their students um, that one question um, for a graduating class one year, and it was, have you set written goals and created a plan for those goals attainment. Hmm. So prior to graduation, it was determined that 84% of the entire class had no goals at all. Wow. 13% of the class had set written goals, but no concrete plans. And then 3% of the class had both written goals and a concrete plan. So only 3%. So the results... Well, you probably could have guessed. They tracked this um, graduating class and followed up 10 years later. 
Um, but listen to this. The 13% of the class that had set written goals but had not created plans were making twice as much money as the 84% of the class that had set no goals at all. Wow. Twice as much from having created those goal plans. Now, the kicker to this study was that the 3% of the class that had written goals and a plan were making 10 times as much as the rest of the 97%, even, even when you included in the wow. 13%. So, um, you know, it's it's really, um, there's a lot of empirical evidence about, about goal setting and there's a lot of, there's a lot of different studies. So that's a historical study and, I, and I've, I've gone through and throughout the years of working on this type of stuff, I've done a lot of research on this and even to bring it into modern research, um, so there, there was a great site um, called Statistic Brain. And one of the studies that Statistic Brain had done um, is they analyzed New Year's goals. And that's why I do this show in early December, mm -hmm. give people some time to think about this, start formulating a plan for that. December 31st is not the time to be late. No, I like to, we like to be ahead of the game. Our team is done. We know what we're doing for next year. Um, and so I like to pass this along on this show, but it's really interesting because when you look at New Year's goals um, and you look at that, um, very few people end up being able to accomplish their New Year's resolution. So we're going to talk about that today a little bit, a little bit why. Um, the study, though, from Statistic Brain says that 45% of Americans usually make goals. So, you know, almost half of Americans usually make goals. 17% mm -hmm. infrequently make goals. But th so 38% of Americans claim in this study that they never make goals. Hmm. So large, large percentage there. Now, an interesting measure about that study was following up after New Year's and what generally happens to, p to people when they throw in the towel. So congratulations, 75% of people that set those goals generally make it through their first week. So one week, <laughs> not, not a problem. 71% made it past two weeks. And then we start to drop off a little bit. 64% of people made it past one month. Wow. And then 46% of people, only 46% of the ones that did set goals make it past six months. So what does that really tell us? Well, 25% of people didn't even make it through their first week of New Year's goals. Um, and so in the end, you know, when we cut that group down, who made goals, how many made it past, um, we're talking that, you know, only 8% will end up with that achievement. So then the study goes on to talk a little bit, and here's where we get into, you know, one of the big differences that, that we talk about on our team, and that is, what type of goals are you setting? Yeah. And then what is the action plan behind that? Now, we've already looked at the studies that show us that even if you go through this process of setting the goal, um, when when you do that, um, you're going to be twice as likely or make twice as much more, you know, more money or whatever category, if it's health, you know, or the proverbial, the most famous is always losing weight. You know, yeah. how many times <laughs> have we seen that? No wonder people only make it, you know, through 46% one month. But the biggest thing um, that we talk about in those situations, number one is going through that process of actually setting the goals. And you would be surprised. And I think that's why these studies show 
only 45% of Americans usually make goals. There's a large portion of the population that has some fear behind um, setting, setting those goals and failing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think we've, you know, I think we've seen that, and a number of books have been written about this, and we've talked to people about. But there is an inherent fear of not wanting to set a goal that you can't hit. Yes. Um, and and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the parameters that 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 is. But I I always tell people, we we use a, we use a five category system when we're doing this goal setting. So when you look at your New Year's resolutions, I definitely challenge people, um, even if it is to purchase a home or to sell a home or to increase the amount of business you're doing or to even lose weight. I always encourage people to set um, at least one to two goals in each of the following five categories. So the first one that we write down is, and that is personal. And in that personal goal, I call it personal, mental, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so have a plan in that arena. Number two that we write down in that situation is family. Number three is educational. And then number four is what everybody talks about the most and you see on your TikTok feed and Facebook feed, and that's physical. You've probably yeah. already started to get gym membership ads, weight loss ads. I know you've gotten them, McKay, already in oh, December. Yeah. Um, and then and then the fifth one, too, um, and a lot of people have this backwards, but the fifth one in that situation, we believe if you take care of those other items, um, the fifth one is financial. And so that's where something like, you know, we talk about real estate and home buying and selling come comes into play on that on that financial side. So. So we're encouraging our team to set goals. You know, we set two to three in each category. If you were starting small, even if you set one in each Mm -hmm. category, you would be so far ahead the other 50% of Americans um, in that situation that I, it would, it would have a major impact. And, and that's one reason why I, I just take the time and devote one of these shows to it, because I do feel like the results and the data for 50% not doing it is, it is it breaks my heart a little bit i mean yeah. I, I drives me nuts because we just don't operate that that way so if you needed some guidance on that you know get with um get with a somebody you know that does goal setting and talks about it um there's some great sites out there what we're going to do is is now we're going to talk when we come back from the break we're going to talk about the second half of the plan so mm. the first half is my job is to convince you to do goal setting um, in that in that situation and and hopefully I've provided some evidence of such and then the second half is now that we've done the goal setting how do we evaluate those goals and there's a specific way to write those goals and evaluate it so we're going to go through what's called the smart system when we come back after the break that's an acronym we try to make it easy for people to remember (laughs) so when we come back from the break we're going to talk about welcome back to the tri-cities real estate update so this time of year the beginning of december we always like to hit you guys with a goal setting show Mm -hmm. it's just um You know, it might not be specific, specific real estate type of stuff, but I think it's important people know kind of how we run our business, how we reach targets. Um, You know, in our business, we call them KPIs. It's called key key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. And um, those really flow down into our goal setting, you know, right to our individual, to our individual agents and and team members. So if I could help somebody with that process a little bit, we're we're glad to do it. We, We talked about the importance of goal setting and some of the data that comes with that in the first half of the show. Second half of the show, we're going to talk about what those goals actually look like. Before we do, though, because when I get 
on a topic like this that I absolutely love. I McKay's usually like cutting me off. <laughs> and he's like, you've been talking for 20 minutes in the second segment and you had, you know, 15. So I will get our pick three in before I, I run out of time, because as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're, we've got some great um, inventory coming in for this time of year. We've really, all things considered, we've had pretty mild weather so far. Mm-hmm. That kind of extends our real estate season. Rates have dropped back down. So we're starting to see, um, so we're starting to see a little bit, um, a little bit come, come into play. So the first um, pick that I have, pick one, 2705 Van Giesen in Richland. This is a very unique property. And um, what this is, is this is a turnkey equestrian boarding stable. So it's located right across from the W.E. Johnson Park, which has miles of trail riding for people. Um, it is um, boarding capacity of 24 and it's full right now. Ooh. So this is income producing property, um, two barns, tack rooms, covered hay storage, um, eight um, boarding units with private pastures, seven boarding units with shared pastures, um, really peaceful property, um, comes with noble panels, shelters, Connex box, upgraded electrical, wash rack, really, really well set up um, property. Um, and comes along also with a caretaker's, um, caretaker's unit on the property. So a one bedroom, one bath unit included. And that's coming in all of this business setup running at seven hundred and twenty-five thousand. So wow. great, great property um, out there in West Rich, um, in you know off of Van Giesen. Pick number two, thirty-eight eighty-nine Hazelwood in West in West Richland. This is a four-bedroom, two-bath Rambler with mm-hmm. a bonus room. So you're, it's a quiet West Richland neighborhood. It's got new interior paint, twenty-two hundred square feet. Um, you've got an, you've got a den office with French doors off of the living room. Could be a fourth-bedroom option. Um, beautifully updated kitchen. Um, you've got lots of counter space, a prep island, pantry, dining nook, split bedroom layout gives privacy to the to the primary suite. Um, two secondary bedrooms and then upper level bonus room has a perfect rec room play center. Um, you know, you can enjoy, make a mess up there while you keep the house on the main level. Yes. Nice and nice and tidy. Great lot possible future RV parking. Um, just really, really nice location. And that's coming in at 495. So that is a great property coming in right under 500. And then pick number three, I'm going to take you out to Connell. This is 146 Cedar Street in Connell. This is a two bedroom, two bath, um, move in ready Rambler house. It's got laminate wood flooring throughout, light, um, light, bright living room, lots of counter space in the kitchen. Bedrooms have large closets, flex room off the kitchen, could provide laundry, closet, and access to a fully remodeled bathroom. All vinyl windows, large corner lot, and that's coming in at two hundred and ninety thousand. So great, great value. People are always struggling to find something under three hundred right now. So great, great value there this week in our pick three. Lots of opportunities coming on the market in otherwise a month where people are like, "Come on, Lance, you can't sell a house in December." We well, bet you bet uh, you, you bet we can, and so we're putting homes on the market and. Um, definitely here work it working away 
So we mentioned about goal setting. We've been talking a lot about goal setting, what that what that looks like. And then a lot of times people are like, okay, Lance, you've you've convinced me. I'm gonna go ahead and set a goal. And they'll say something like, I'm gonna lose weight. And I will look at him and say, that's a terrible goal. And then they'll, they'll say, what do you mean? And I'll be like, no, 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 I'm not. I, what I mean is we've got to talk about the criteria of our goals. And so we call those SMART goals. And what that stands for, the S in that situation is specific. Okay. So it would be not, I'm going to lose weight. It would be I'm going to lose seven pounds. Yes. Um, so specific. Second part of that goal is measurable. Okay. Um, so in our example that we gave, weight loss is the easiest one. Um, then it is measurable. You had pounds on there. You had a specific number and you had pounds. Now, the third thing. So in our SMART goals, SMA, the A is attainable. Can it be done? So if mm-hmm. you tell me that you're, you know, going to lose seven pounds, but you're at three percent body fat, um, you know, we have to decide if this really is attainable. Um, so in these situations, we need to look and say, can it be done? Because there's a lot of times people do set goals that are necessarily maybe not attainable. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to play in the NFL. That has been, you know, figured out a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so not not attainable, okay? Um, and so we just have to look and make sure that those goals are attainable. Fourth part of that is, is the goal realistic as well? Are we talking big changes or small? And, and there's sometimes people get caught up on A and R, attainable and realistic, and think that they're the same, but they're not. Like we have to look at some criteria. Is this even possible? And then once we say, well, yes, it is still possible. Realistic is, you know, maybe we chunk this up into some smaller portions. Yeah. But, um, and I always put beside realistic, big changes or small. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And then the fifth part is, so if we decided for this person losing seven pounds is, to turn that into a SMART goal, the fifth, the T in SMART is timeline, win. So um, not giving yourself an out, having some accountability with a timeline. So I'm going to lose seven pounds by, you know, if we're making a New Year's goal, I'm going to lose seven pounds by May 1st. Okay. So now it's a, you know, it's a healthy weight loss. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we can move to, um, we could move to, you know, from that to maybe completing, you know, completing a half marathon. Does that give me enough time for training? So I'm going to do a half marathon, you know, I'm going to do the rock and roll half marathon in Seattle in June. Yeah. You know, so now, now you have a timeline, you have, Mm -hmm. it's realistic, it's attainable. So that last portion in that timeline is once again, I can't, you know, stress that enough is that's a big one because that gives you your accountability. Yeah. Um, and so that is what we call setting, setting smart goals. So for instance, if you said, if you came to me and said, Lance, you know, I'm going to buy a house in June and I, you know, I would say like, okay, that's awesome. And you go talk to a lender, you know, and your credit score is, you know, 380, 
and you know the minimum lending requirements are you know 720 for the program you want um it might um it might not be realistic we would have to look like how long is it actually going to take you to get your credit score up to that point or if that's not you know um how long would it take you to save cash so you'd have to pay cash for the entire house then once again we would say is this attainable or realistic so that's part of the plan when we work with buyers that are coming to us or even on the opposite side with sellers is can you have the house ready by that date? You know, I want to put my house on the market in the spring, you know, and someone say, but before I do, I need a new roof. I need windows. And it's like, do you have the resources to accomplish that by that date? And so we work this same system with our clients on, on both sides of, of the equation. The last thing that I wanted to talk about today and give an example to to help somebody with and we can and we can go through this is people a lot of times will say, all right, Lance, like I, you've convinced me on goal setting second half of the deal. You've convinced me on making these smart goals um, and having a plan for these. But now the problem is I have to do the work. So yeah. or um, things get in the way. And so I, there's a great book that I recommend to people called Atomic Habits. And I'm another reason I'm doing this show in December, because if you'd be awesome for you, if this type of stuff interests you, you could read that book prior to New Year's. So Atomic Habits talks about like the four laws for building and breaking habits. And when we start to break these goals down into achievement, a lot of it comes down to habits. Okay. And they have what they call in that section called the habit loop, okay? So you've got, you've got in that habit loop, you've got four things. It's called number one, the cue. That starts, that starts you with a habit. Number two is the craving mm -hmm. behind that. Number three is your response. Mm -hmm. And number four is the reward. I'm going to give you a perfect example that helped me a ton is I really like fudge sickles. Mm, <laughs> John okay. McKay. So it is very easy for me after dinner to have a fudge sickle after after dinner, right? If I'm not watching things and stuff. I mean, so number number one, what's the cue in that situation? I finished dinner. Mm -hmm. That's the cue in the habit loop. Number two is what's great. Oh, I finished dinner. Gosh, I really want a fudge sickle. Okay. Number three, the response in that situation is um, I walk over and open the freezer. And then number four, the reward is I get the fudgesicle. Okay. That's my habit loop for having a fudgesicle after dinner. The hack that you can use to break this is there's no reason to break the habit loop. But for instance, mm. what I did in the reward situation, because it's really, really hard to break the cue craving and response. Mm -hmm. So the reward situation in that is I was some I was somewhere and I had, um, I'll tell you, it's just a dumb little change, but I had frozen grapes somewhere. Mm. I love frozen grapes. They're almost as good as the fudge sickle. Now I know people are laughing <laughs> and say, no way, don't believe you can more, forget it. But what I did is I took the fudgesicles and got rid of them, got them out of the house. Mm -hmm. And I took the frozen grapes and I stuck them in the exact same spot that the fudgesicles were. Would be in. And so you know what happens? The queue, I finish dinner. I want a fudgesicle. I go, I, I still want it. I walk over to response. I open the freezer 
And the reward in that situation is I grab out a bag of frozen grapes. And nothing changed in the habit loop at all. See, you I just didn't, changed the reward. I just changed the reward. So I didn't destroy the habit loop. That is going to be much, much harder to break. So this is a little hack that you can use in that situation. Keep your cues and keep your cravings and work on your responses and your rewards. And then you're mm. not having, it's much easier to make a change like that. So Anyway, that, that is just one of the big hacks that has helped me tremendously in those situations. And and, and then there's, um, once I say, it's just an incredible book because they get on to some other concepts called habit stacking, mm-hmm. where you're putting two habits on top, one that you're already doing. Um, and so, but that is the basic hack that I wanted to present today. And if that helped one person that listens to the show, then I've done my job and, and it's it's amazing. It really changed the way that I look at a lot of our routines that we go through on a, on a daily basis. So that's what I had for you today. McKay, I got to tell you, it is a great time of year. We're seeing a lot of our clients, um, you know, at different events and holidays and, and you know, our elf videos are out there, like, mm-hmm. you, like you said, and there's parties coming up. So um, at the same time, we have had a massive response the last couple of weeks from our radio listeners. So especially this time of year, and I'm very, very thankful for all of those referrals. And we've been out um, doing evaluations for people and helping people get ready, not only for immediate needs that they have now, but we've already started some of those I need to sell in January and February. What's that look like for mm-hmm. me? So if you have any of those additional questions, go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We would be glad to help. And we will be right here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.